Who's excited about Christmas? Someone like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's a bit to get through before we get to that day, I know. Um, well, next Sunday is our Christmas service. We're going to have a Christmas service on the actual Christmas day. And the kids, probably even right now, might be practicing a kid's song that they're going to be doing uh, during worship next week, which we're looking forward to. And then the week after, we are starting a new series called Launchpad. Um, and just like Chris said, there's things that we're grateful for for 2020 that we love, that we appreciate about. But I'm sure that some of you will be like, yeah, 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 let's just, let's just move on now. Um, and so the next series is going to be how to launch you to make the most of your 2021. Um, and so we're going to be having six speakers over three weeks, homegrown, up-and-coming leaders in this church who will be sharing the platform too each Sunday, giving us inspiration and tips in the Word of God to help us launch into 2021. We believe it'll be the best year yet for you. And so we're looking forward to that. Jess and I are heading down to Albany for three weekends. Um, and so we, we're, I'm gonna, we're gonna pop up for the middle weekend though. Um, and the other two weekends either side, you guys will be on your own with a phenomenal team as well, of course. <laughs> That'll keep things going very nicely. Probably better actually, to be honest. Like, Stay away. Um, so we're excited about that. But um, um, I'm very excited about tonight because tonight's message is called Stressed Out. Look at that timing. Stressed Out. Who right now feels a little bit stressed out? Who just, just, just let it all out. It's okay. Look, put up your hand nice and high. Be honest. We can all, obviously, we can all feel pretty stressed out. At, the, at times, you know, the end of the year, you're anticipating all kinds of colourful, complex, emotional situations and relationships and family and pressures and finance and money. You've got to buy the presents and they want to invite me to that party and, and this party over here. I'm being pulled in directions like I want to lose weight and look good for summer, but yet so many good food, so much good food in this season. What way do I go? Can you do both? I'm not sure. We can all get a little bit stressed in this situation. I don't know how many of you, no doubt, we all carry burdens. We all carry things um, from the previous year in life into the next year. Um, and so this is what we want to have a look at tonight. And, you know, the world has an answer for us. There's some great answers out there that offer some sort of um, answer to us. One of the answers is go on a holiday. But who knows that when you go on a holiday, often it can be more stressful um, then, then when you, then the life that you've left. I remember when Jess and I went to Bali for a week last year for our 10 year anniversary. On the way back to the airport, we arrived at the airport ready to go. The passports, they're back at the hotel. And so it's one of the, it's quite a stressful moment going back to the taxi and trying to get this taxi just to drive a little bit faster through the traffic and just got back to the hotel and we got back just in time to make our flight out. Thank you, God. But sometimes holidays isn't the answer. Um, when we, when some people can suffer from a lot of anxiety when it gets a bit out of control. Obviously, there's some medications and people can, can take um, that isn't always the, the long-lasting answer at times anyway. The world offers all kinds of answers, but God has a different answer to help us when we're stressed out, to help us with our anxiety. And it's already a scripture that um, Jake has quoted. But tonight we're going to be having a look at a, a, a scripture from the book of Philippians, which, which is actually a letter written by Paul 
to a church that he planted in Philippi. Um, Paul actually went to plant a church in one area, but then the Holy Spirit directed him to go and plant a church in Philippi. A bit like Jess and I, we went to plant a church in Melbourne, but then God has directed us to plant a church in Perth. They both start with P, Philippi and Perth. And we're so, so glad that we did because we get to do this together here. And so Paul planted this church in Philippi, and after he planted the church, there was a a lady called Lydia um, who rose up as a leader in that church as well. And so he went away and planted other churches, and now Paul is writing this letter to the church, to the Christians in Philippi, um, in response to a gift that they gave him. We're raising some money for the guys in India so they can give out blankets to those that need them. It gets cold in India, um, believe it or not. In wintertime it does. Um, and so Paul was thanking them for the gift that this church had raised to give to him while he's in prison. So Paul's under house arrest right now in the context of this letter and he writes a letter to thank them for their gift and he thinks... While I'm sending a letter, I might as well just add a few extra things in there as well. And so this is the letter. Um, And this is actually called the letter of joy because the word joy is referenced 16 times throughout throughout the whole epistle or throughout the whole letter. And you get this picture that, wow, Paul's joy must not be based on his circumstance. He's referencing joy when he's writing from a place of he's under house arrest. He's constrained and restricted in his life. And so we're going to read through this verse and then we're going to just pull out some key points in how we can navigate stress and anxiety in our life. And we're going to read it the whole way through. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 to 9. And first of all, the first line, he says, Rejoice in the Lord. When? Always. Always. Rejoice in the Lord. Always. Always. And again, I say, just to really make sure, again, I say rejoice. Here's Paul writing from prison, and he says rejoice in the Lord always. Here's Paul, he's been beaten up for his faith. He's experienced shipwreck, rejection from people that he loved. He's gone through every possible thing that someone could experience. Not every possible thing, but a lot of things. And yet he says through it all, rejoice in the Lord. What Paul isn't saying is rejoice in your circumstance. He's saying rejoice in the Lord. You know, our circumstances can change. People, unfortunately, can change. Um, But the one thing that never changes through every season of our life is God. And we can always rejoice in God. He's the constant throughout every season of his life. He is always the God who forgives us. He's always the God that gives us grace. He's always the God of comfort. He's always the God who strengthens us. He's always the God who's faithful to lead us through every season that we can face. He's always worthy of us rejoicing him. So the first line says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I tell you what, if we can just get this one line, if we can just take this one takeaway from tonight, and that is to rejoice in the Lord, then you will be free. Here's Paul under house arrest, yet he's free. He's probably freer than the guards that are keeping him trapped there. And then it goes on, you skip skip a line or two, and then he says, do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about anything. You know, this word anxious, it actually means to be divided, or literally to be 
to be pulled apart. It gives the idea of being drawn in opposite direction or divided into parts, even being pulled to pieces. And anxiety can just cause us to be so confused and do I do this or do I do that and and we just ruminate and we think about it and anxiety can cause us to just feel not whole to be to feel fractured but here Paul says don't be anxious about anything instead pray about everything pray about it talk to God about it pray about everything tell God what you need it's just pretty simple tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. And then, and so it's a promise that's conditioned on the previous lines. It says, then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. You know, God's peace isn't based on what our circumstance is. God's peace is something that penetrates deep within our souls. We can be going through the most crazy seasons of our life, the most painful season of our life but still somehow even through the tears of great grief even through the deepest pain of our heart and the greatest uncertainty we can experience the peace that passes all rational understanding because it's a spiritual thing that happens within us because peace isn't found in a place it's found in a person you know people travel the world trying to find peace in a place but it's always and only found in a person of Jesus. It's beyond anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts, the deepest part of you. He will guard your hearts and your minds. You know our minds? They can just just get out of control. He will guard our hearts and our minds as we live in Christ Jesus. And then he says, finally, dear brothers and sisters, he says, one final thing. Don't forget, fix your thoughts on what is true. You know, there's so, many, there's so many things in our life that promotes itself as truth. This is truth. This is the way you should think. This is the way you should live. This is true for you. But, but God says, fix your eyes on what is true and honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting to practice. So not just listening about, oh, that's a good idea. Do it. Put it into practice. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, and then, and then the God of peace will be with you. Lord God, I just come to you right now, Lord. And Lord Jesus, as I share tonight, Lord God, I know, Lord God, that you, it's no accident, Lord, that every single person is in this place or watching online. And God, right now, I pray, Holy Spirit, Oh God, but right now we're not looking for information. It's not a trendy thing to say, God, but what you're after is inner heart transformation, God. Like that tonight, God, by your spirit at work in us, by your word, or do you want to change us? Or do you want to help us to encounter the reality, not the theory, but the reality of your love and your care and your compassion for every single one of us, God? In this season, God, I thank you that you see us that you know us, God, that you want to lead us all the way through, through the valley of the shadow of death, out the other end, God, so that we can always know and believe that we can rejoice in who you are through every season of our life, God. Would you speak to us tonight in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen.
So there's, there's three things that I'd love to pull out of this, um, this scripture. Three things that we can do to find peace in the midst of a time where we're stressed out. I mean, right now, Jess and I, we have been told that we'd be living in our rental probably. We can have it for five years until they knock the house down. And then the other week they said, oh, we're going to sell it. And then a week later, they're like, sold. Um, and then we're looking for a house and schools and kids. And you can see we've got a culture right there. So um, see that? Yeah. <laughs> Just point it out. Um, who gets cold sores? A <laughs> couple of people. Who bites their nails? Put your hands up. Yeah, okay. What's that, Jess? What are they caused by? Stress? <laughs> I'm not stressed, Jess. Like, <laughs> I'm all good. <laughs> <laughs> it manifests in different ways in all of us. Um, but we all get stressed, hey? And, and, and if we put these things into practice, we, we get stressed out, but, but, but if we put these things into practice, I tell you what, you're going to live free. You're going to live with joy. You're going to live with peace in your life. There's going to be moments of speed wobbles on the bike and you think, am I going to fall off? But let's put these into practice. You're going to see peace come into your life. The first thing that God wants to do is to give thanks. It's so simple, but it's so unbelievably powerful when we always forget it. When things are going bad for us, I tell you what, it's so hard sometimes to give God thanks. But we go back to the scripture and God says, tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. You know, when we thank God for all he's done in the past, it just builds our faith for what he's going to do again in the future. That's why God all throughout the Bible got the Israelites to build these little stone towers. So the kids go, what's that stone tower there for? Ah, the time that he led us through the Red Sea where there's no way, but God knew there was a way. He led us through then. He's going to lead us through again, through the Jordan River. You know, I mean, um, our, our kids, it's like our kids. I reckon we're a bit like our kids sometimes, or the Israelites are like our kids, where often our kids, it's almost like they forget that for the last I don't know, 1,275 nights, we've actually given them dinner. <laughs> what are we having for dinner? What, what, what are we having for dinner? What are we having for dinner, Dad? What are, what are we having? What are we having? And it's like, be cool. <laughs> it's all good. We can, you know, the last millions of nights where we fed you, we'll feed you again. We, we, we don't want the Department of Child Protection coming and knocking our door, number one. But um, number two, we love you. We actually love you. We actually care for you. Based on a little bit of a precedence of like that long, it's all good. You can have faith. We're going to feed you tonight and at least tomorrow or the next day. Sometimes we're just like that. Like, God, what's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen here? And, and, and sometimes we just need to remember, okay, hold on. Just pause and right now even just recount the times of God's faithfulness throughout the course of your life. And some of you here at Everlife are just beginning your journey where you get to start the testimony and, and the story and the, and the history of your relationship with God. And even before you've come to know God, you can look back over the fence at your times before knowing God and you can see how God has loved you and cared for you all throughout your journey without even you knowing he's loved you and he's taking care of you all throughout your journey. You know, when we thank God, it exalts God as being God. You know, we can get so fixated on the mountain in front of us, but we forget that the majesty of God is the one who actually made that mountain in the first place. And God, when we thank God for all he's done, when we thank him for who he is, it lifts our perspective and our faith is built again. And it's only by faith 
that we can please God. And so God wants us to walk into the future, into 2021, and what are you doing? By faith. And you know what? When we thank God, when we give him praise, it literally releases the power of God at work in your situation. You know, Paul, when he went to Philippi, right? When he went to plant this church in Philippi in Acts chapter 16, you can read about his encounter with this fortune-telling teenage girl. Um, and so this, this girl could tell the future because she's possessed by a demon and she was a slave of someone and, and this greedy person used her and abused her um, to tell other people's futures and he made a whole lot of money from this girl. And she went after following Paul and Silas as they went to start this church, this church plant. Um, she would taunt them with all kinds of things that she would say. And one day Paul and Silas get so exasperated, they're like, oh, and they're like, in Jesus' name, they casted out the demon out of this girl. And all of a sudden she gets sane, she gets healed. I'm like, why didn't they just do that before? I don't know. Um, anyway, they did it then, thank God. Um, and all of a sudden this, 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 this man, he's like, man, this this this. No longer, there's no longer golden eggs. You know, this, this girl is no longer providing everything that I need. And this person was in uproar and he caused the whole city of Philippi to work against um, Paul and Silas. And they beat them and they put them into prison and they put them into a dungeon in chains. And here they were in prison. And you can read about it again in Acts chapter 16. What was their response? I tell you what, all of us can have a victim mentality, can't we? I mean, understandably so justifiably so, like we, with all compassion, like in, in some ways we're justified. Oh, I've always, you know, this is happening in my life and, and, and there's genuine heartbreak and, and I'm not saying that there's a genuine authenticity to the journey that we go through, but I think here is Paul and Silas and what did they do? They weren't rejoicing in their circumstance. They began to rejoice in God. They began to elevate God. God, although we're surrounded by these chains, Although we're trapped in prison, God, even at midnight, it says, they began to worship and they began to praise the name of God. And as they began to praise the name of God, the other prisoners heard them worshipping. As they began to praise the name of God, and I don't, know how, I don't know how long they were doing it for. I don't know how many times the prisoners told them to shut up and be quiet and just let me have my pity party. Um, but then the power of God was released in that place. There was an earthquake and the prisoners were set free. Every single one of them was set free, including Paul and Silas. The power of God was released in that place because they chose to praise. I don't think they have been happy, clappy, weird, but I think they were choosing to rejoice in who God is, even in that darkest time where they could be victims. But God says, no, we are overwhelmingly more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Not through some emotional hype sort of fake thing, but through an authentic God. You are always worthy of my praise in every season of my life. And, you know, the crazy thing is that, that praise, their praise released people around them as well. Our praise not only releases us from being bound up, but it releases other people. That's why it's so important for us to do the journey together. And when you come to church and you praise, you think, oh, I'm good, I can praise God on my own. And that's true. But I tell you what, when you get in a room and you praise with other people, like we were tonight, it lifts the faith of other people. It literally can release other people who are going through, through their moment. Your praise in that moment can help to free them. And then they'll do the same for you the following week. So healthy for us to get in a room with each other because your praise can free other people as well. 
Um, the truth is that all throughout our life, God is always worthy of being thanked. Ultimately, we thank God for who he is because he sent Jesus to die for us. If God never does anything for the rest of our lives, God is always worthy of our praise because he sent his son down from heaven to restore and reconcile humanity to himself. For me, I'm so grateful. Tell you what, I'm so grateful for that beautiful grace of God. I need it so much, that beautiful grace of God. There there is... (laughs) I need it. And I'm just so grateful for that beautiful gift of God's grace in my life. And I'll just worship God for the rest of my life that because of his grace, because of what Jesus did for me, I know I can spend eternity with God. That I'm not separated from God, my Father, the one that created me, separate from him forever. Where I've got to pay the penalty for my sin, but I have a God, Jesus, who paid the penalty for my sin. And I'll tell you what, he, he will always be worthy of my highest praise, no matter what he does, for the rest of our life. And I reckon God's worthy of a bit of a praise clap right now. <laughs> Let's get our American on. <laughs> second tip or second thing, first is to give thanks. And the second thing is to cast our cares. You know, this verse, um, tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. That tell God what God what you have tell God what you need in the New Living Translation, the NIV is it is with, with supplication. And what, what is supplication? Well, supplication, it said, is the petition of the heart. It, it, it's a petition that arises out of a deep. Hmm. Out of a deep personal need. And I don't know why I'm crying. I just think that there's just some people here that it's just like so need God. You know, sometimes we can pray those prayers that, um, that are there, but there's just sometimes in our life we're, like, we're just like, God, I just need you. Um, hmm, why am I getting emotional? I don't know. But I, I just really feel like it's a God thing. Like God, God understands. He knows what you're going through. And, and he loves to hear the cries of your heart from that deep personal need that you have. Um, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, it says, Cast all your anxieties onto God, for he cares for you. You know, he, he cares for you. Sometimes there's that massive gap where I'm like, God, I've been casting, I've been casting, it's like fishing. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of casting, not much fishing. That's why I don't go fishing anymore. I'm sick of casting. I'm like, catch something, please. Um, but it says, cast your anxieties unto God, for he cares for you. You know, sometimes there can be a gap time between the casting and then seeing God come through for us. Um, Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, he said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. And, and I will give you rest. You know, the other day, Leanna came out of her classroom. It's a hot day. And Leanna's just like carrying her massive bag, right? You know, sometimes I'm like, you're not made to carry a bag that big. Jake, you get it at school. You see these grade ones, right? You see this massive bag walking down the path with two little sticks like coming out of it. You're like, how are you even carrying that thing? It's like this massive bag on your back. And you're, like, you're not made to carry that. And here Eliana comes out. She's got this truck on her back that she's carrying out. And it's a hot day and it's loaded up with all the extra drawings because towards the end of term. And, and she looks at me and she's like, Dad, can you carry my bag? And I'm like, yeah, give it to me. So I take it off her and then she just runs, you know. She's, she's free. She's like, yeah, of course you can take it. She just, she, of course you can take it. Dad will take it. You know, it, it, it's so true. God's like, give it to me. Just give it. Just give it to me. Let me carry it. I'm built to carry this. You're not. 
You got those little spindly legs, you know. Think, I've got it, I've got it. You know, so often we, we we carry the burdens we're not created to carry, and God's saying, "Give it to me, give it to me, and you can run free. You can you can enjoy your life. You can't work it out anyway. So just give it to me as soon as you come out of the classroom, not like down the street. Just as soon as you see him, just here's the bag, here's the bag, Dad. He wants you to give it to him. Cast your cares onto God. Give thanks, and then fix your thoughts." Fix your thoughts. It kind of works two ways there. Fix your thinking, but fix your thoughts. You you know, because our emotions respond to what we think about. And so we've got to fix our thoughts on the right things. We can get so fixated on the wrong things, on that person. Oh, that person. Just so fixated on them. I get fixated on things, don't I, Jess? You know, sometimes good things. I got really fixated on getting a bike. (laughs) <laughs> just jokes with her work colleagues about it um, but I'm just like I've just got to get a bike I, was just, I, get, I get really fixated on things and so I finally get this bike after months and months of saving and everything get it and I ride it once uh, it's been sitting in the shed for months um, and, and, but, but, we, but we need to channel that fixation onto fixing our thoughts on to good things because our emotions respond to the movies we play in our mind it's like a horror movie. You know it's fake, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake. But, <laughs> you know, whatever you fix your thoughts on, your emotions are going to respond to and you're going to live in that state. And so God wants us to get our thinking right, to choose what we give our attention to, to, to fix our thoughts. To, we, we, we all can choose what we give our attention to. And so many of us just allow anything just to come in. It's like we just sit down and we just watch the movie. Oh, huh. What thoughts are just going to wander onto the screen or to the stage of my life? And the thing about your thinking like a stage, like a play. Oh, who's coming? What characters are coming on next? And we, and we forget that. Oh, Ash, hello. <laughs> now, this is a good thing. This is a good character. You want this one on your stage. <laughs> Sometimes when you watch, accidentally good things happen. It's great. But what you've got to do is, no, 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 you stay off. No. What, what you've got to do is, is, is choose what you let onto the stage of your thinking and, and what you want to fix and allow your mind to be fixated on. And so it says, finally, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Remember, fix your thoughts on what is true and honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. You know, healthy thoughts equals healthy emotions. Everyone say that. Healthy thoughts equals healthy emotions. Healthy thoughts, healthy emotions. Bad thoughts, out of control emotions. You want to get some control over your emotions? You're not going to repeat that part? If you want some control over your emotions, get control of your thinking. Fix your thoughts on the right things. And you know what we should always focus on is the truth of the Word of God and especially on those beautiful promises of God. You know, we can, we can fix, we can hook our thinking onto God's promises because He's so faithful. You know, even this morning as I'm driving, it's just it's a little bit going on at the moment in the orbit of our life and, 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 and some not-so-pleasant things that are going on. But it's like, God, I'm just fixing my thought. I was putting it into practice as I was driving today. 
God, I'm fixing my thought on your promise that you work all things together for my good. You work all things together. That's your promise to me. I'm fixing my thought at that and peace comes and joy comes and freedom comes. Fix our thoughts. You know, maybe some of us actually need to get into the Bible a bit more. Maybe we need to just develop a bit more of a habit to get some of the, this, this true and noble and whole, wholesome thinking. Often we can just be watching whatever comes onto the Facebook feed. We can watch whatever comes up on Netflix. And we can just allow the thoughts of the world to come and pollute us. And it's not all bad. So some of it's great. But again, some of us need to, as we head into the new year, even in this season, even if it's just one truth, one promise, just fix our thought on what is true. Make the choice. And that's, again, why it's so good to get around other people. Um, other people help us. You know, when, when, you, when you do life on your own a bit too much, when you withdraw, the enemy wants to, us to withdraw. I can do it on my own. Maybe you can for a while, but there comes a time you, we need each other. And, and I know that Jess helps me. If, if I go too long on my own, my thoughts, I, I can find myself in a place that I didn't expect. But being around Jess and, and being able to talk things through helps me, my thinking, to get back on track onto the Word of God. And that's why we need each other to do this journey. That's why we have things like dinner parties. We have things like Sundays is to help us once again to fix our thoughts. That's why worship is so powerful. When we mix emotion, which is a good thing, we don't want to get emotional. No, no, we do. Emotions help us to focus. We, we, we want to worship God. That's why we have the same, that's why we sing these songs. We can sing the same words together and it helps us to fix our thoughts Oh, yeah, God, that's right. And I'll get to together, we can exalt God. It's much harder on our own sometimes. And you know what? Then comes the promise. As we do these things, then peace comes. Then peace comes. And the Greek word for peace in this context is irene. I don't know who Rene is, but irene. Um, and it means this, to join to tie together into a whole when, a, when all essential parts are joined together. It's opposite. Peace is opposite to anxiety. <laughs> you, you're, I'll, I'll allow you to come on the stage. That's all right. You can come on. <laughs> um, peace is opposite to anxiety. Anxiety pulls us apart, but the peace of God brings us together and makes us whole. You know, the, the shalom, the peace of God it's in the spirit, it's in our emotions, it's wholeness in our body. The peace and the wholeness that God wants to bring makes us whole again. And so there's the last encouragement is to actually, to put these all together, to make it a practice. Number four is a bonus one. What, what God wants us to do is just to practice, to practice these things. You know when you practice something? You know when Chris just started practicing guitar? Like me, it was really bad, but you, you, you practice it. And now he's one of my favorite worship leaders. I'm so great we get to have Chris leading worship here because he's, you know, we all just need to start practicing like this. Maybe you allowed your thinking to get so far out. But what God wants us to do is to give ourselves grace, but begin again to thank God. God, tonight, I choose, let's choose for the rest of our lives. I want to choose to rejoice in my God. I want to give thanks to you through every season of my life. I would love us to be a church of people through every season of our life. We're not fake, but we all go, I'm going to rejoice in God. We'll live free. Everyone watching as well, they would choose to do it. I, I, I cast my cares onto God 
and I fix my thoughts. And I want to make a habit of this. You know, in my life, I'm definitely not perfect in this, but I think what I've done is I've built a bit of a habit in my life through the every se- so that every season of life that I face, that we can, although I, things will impact us, although we've had great loss in our life and, and tragedy and hardships, that as we practice these things, the peace of God can come. And, and, and although you might get cold sores still, <laughs> or bite your nails still, at, at core there's a peace that enables you to, to, to be at a place where you can make good decisions, where you're not controlled by your emotions, and you can actually enjoy your life and, and enjoy and fulfill the purpose that God has for you. Um, so why don't we just all stand up tonight, and I'd love to pray with us. I just want to lead us just in a few moments to actually do it, just, just for a few moments. So why don't we all just close our eyes together. I'd just love just to lead us for a moment of actually rejoicing in God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's just, let's just choose to rejoice in who He is tonight. Thank you, Lord. Lord, tonight we just rejoice in who you are. Lord, we just give you thanks. Lord, we thank you for your gift of grace for us. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your promise, Lord God, the promise of your word, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for what you've led us through in the past, Lord God. We recognize the places that you brought us from, Lord God, the place that you brought us to right now, God. Lord, we rejoice in you, God. And Lord God, right now we just cast our cares onto you, Lord God. No matter what, maybe the anxieties that you're carrying right now, why don't you make the most of this moment right now just to begin to cast them onto God? Lord God, tonight we just cast them onto you, Lord God. We give you our worries about the future, about that person, Lord, about next year, about the uncertainties, Lord, about the things of the past. We, we give it to you, all these things that consume us. We cast our cares onto you, God. And right now we fix our thoughts on you. We fix our thoughts on your promise, God, that you work all of these things together for our good, Lord. Lord, we worship you. We thank you, Lord. God, and right now, Lord, God, I just pray that you'd just release your peace in this place, Lord. Lord, we thank you that peace isn't found out there somewhere. Peace isn't found in a, in a meal. It's not found as we walk out those doors. Lord, peace is found in you, Jesus, a person. So right now, Holy Spirit, I pray that you just release peace. Release your peace, Lord. That would just penetrate deep, Lord God, that, this peace that would guard people's hearts the deepest part of who they are that you guard them you strengthen the deepest part of who they are oh God you guard their minds Lord as we live in Christ Jesus thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit thank you Jesus worship you Lord